All right, would you please open your Bibles in Matthew 12? You're welcome to go sit in the baby room. <laughs> okay, Matthew 12. Matthew 12, verse 9. We're going to read from verse 9. So, I'm titling this message, Which Father Is There? Now, so before we carry on reading, I want to show you a video clip. Scholar, are you ready to play us the video clip? We had it all set up, but ESCOM. Blame it on ESCOM, okay. Can we play everything that goes wrong this morning on ESCOM? Is that okay with you? ESCOM. <laughs> load shedding. All right. Our sounders. It's all about dad saving. Father's got a, we normally, well, in the world, there's a big thing of giving dads a bad rap. Can we get the lights on again, please? Thanks, guys. And, but fathers will, parents for that matter, will go out of their way to save their children, to, to be there for their kids. Am I right? All right. So I want you to put that in the back of your head. Put that in the back of your head. Let's read this together. It's Matthew 12, and we're starting in verse 9. Now when they had departed from there, he, that's Jesus, went to, into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? Then he said to them, What man is there amongst you who has one sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored and was whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out 
and plotted against him how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and the great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Yet he warned them not to make him known that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. And a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory, and in his name Gentiles will trust. Now, to bring perspective, you and I, we the Gentiles. Do you get that? We the Gentiles. But the first thing when I read this is, that comes to my heart is, when is a good time to do good? When is a good time to do good? Always. Always, hey. It's always a good time to do good, even on the Sabbath. And then I'm wondering, do we think like Pharisees? Do we think like Pharisees? And all of us are going to say, no, no, we don't think like Pharisees. And then we drive past a person and it's not the right time to do good, to give them a lift. Or maybe they're the wrong skin color. Or maybe they're in the wrong occupation and we can't stop and give some water. Or maybe that person has disappointed us before. Or maybe other people have hurt our hearts and now we don't want to do good anymore. When is a good time to do good? Always. It's easy to say that, hey? It's a whole different thing living that out. It's a whole different thing. So before we get to a place where we look down on these Pharisees, because we must understand, these Pharisees were actually, and I can't believe I'm defending a Pharisee, but it's important that we do that so that we can see the content of our own hearts. Because the Pharisees were thinking they were doing the right thing. They were fighting for God. There was something in their heart that loved the Lord so much. And they wanted to keep the flock safe. And, and all they had were rules and laws to keep the flock safe. So when Jesus comes and he says, well, is it, can I heal on a Sunday? They're like, uh-uh-uh-uh, this is the Sabbath. You're teaching a heresy. But then Jesus brings the analogy and he says, is there any man? I'm replacing that word with father this morning. Is there any father that won't save what is precious to him? He compares a man and a, and a cow, and he says, if there's a sheep or a cow or a cattle or a calf in a pit, will you not help it out? Of course you will. If your child has stepped on a glass on a Sunday, leg is cut, no, it's the Sabbath. We shall not go to hospital today. We'll wait until in the morning. That doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. So Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. 
Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Romans 1 John 3, 8. Listen to 1 John 3, 8. If you're up there. It says, You sins is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. To this end, the Son of God was revealed that He, Jesus, might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, so sin comes from, say it with me, the devil. Say it with me, the devil. Sin comes from the devil. It's the devil. All right. Now, with sin comes death. Let's go to Romans. Romans 5.12 Therefore, as sin entered into the world through one man and death through sin. So death accompanied sin. Before then, there was no death. Do you understand that? When Adam and Eve lived in the garden, we don't know how long they were in the garden, maybe 100, 200 years, I don't know. They didn't sin. There was no, nothing died. For the farmers, there were no thorns and there were no thistles. They weren't there. Death, they didn't grow old. They didn't decay. That's the kingdom of God. In heaven, there's no death. We're not going to get older in heaven. You're not going to decay in heaven. There's going to be no sickness in heaven. Nothing. But it entered into this world through sin. So death accompanied sin. And so passed. So death passed to all men, to all of us. Because all sinned. All of us sinned. Even if you wear a three-piece suit, okay, flesh remains flesh. You don't bath it, it stinks. Okay? For those guys entering teenage, please bath twice. Put some roll on. Okay. So let's go back to 1 John. So the devil brought sin. You agree with me? Sin brought death. You agree with me? It's written in the Bible. And then Jesus comes to destroy the works of the devil. Sin and death. He comes to destroy that. Now let's go back to our text. Let's read this again. Now when they departed from there, he went into their synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. Death. Death. Withered hand. It's not normal. That's not from God. I want you to understand this. It is not from God. Sickness is not from God. Deformity is not from God. Well, it's controversial. Yes, it is controversial. Okay? God created everything. And everything He created, you can go read in Genesis, it was good. It was good. But because of sin, death entered. 
it is now no longer exactly the way God created it. But it's not from God. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I came to give life and life in abundance. So no sickness is from the Lord. No withered hand is from the Lord. I read an article about a young doctor and there was a preacher present and there was a little boy heavily deformed. And this was like in the 1800s. And the doctor said, what a shame God has done this to this child. And the preacher lost it. He absolutely lost it. He says, how can you ascribe such evil to him who is only good? To him who's only See, sometimes our perspective of who God is is completely warped. He brings no evil. He means no harm. He's good and only good all the time. All the time. And the minute we start opening a door to accommodate something that is not good in the character of God, we are becoming and thinking like Gentiles because all the Gentiles, they had this God that they had to, that had the good side and a bad side. And they had to bring sacrifices to win over His benevolence. To win it over. The Jesus, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that we serve, they're where you are. I don't care what you've done this morning. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care where you come from. I don't care how you came into existence. I don't care what your, how you were treated as a child by your parents, your grandparents, your mom, your dad, your uncle, your cousin, your friends at school. I don't care what happened. You were at each moment, up until the moment now, 100% loved by God. 100% loved by Him. In the midst of your sin, in the midst of your shortcomings, He loved you 100%. 100%. You can write this down if you want to. You cannot do anything to make God love you more. And you cannot do anything to make God love you less. He loves you. He doesn't change his stance. He doesn't change his character. He says, I love you. So now he's standing in their temple. And remember what Jesus says, I do nothing which I don't see my father do. Nothing. He doesn't say, he doesn't move. And there's a man with a withered hand. What does the father do? The father heals. What do the Pharisees do? Let's entrap Jesus. Sometimes we need to check our hearts. I need to. When somebody speaks, what are they saying? Are they trying to entrap me? I walk into situations and I'm thinking, what are the motives of the people's heart right now? 
Are they acting like Pharisees towards me? Am I the only person that has experienced that? No. Am I the only person that's ever done that? No. So many times we walk as Pharisees and we're being instruments in the hand of the devil rather than being instruments in the hands of our Father. You see, we look at people, let's be honest, if they don't look like us, act like us, walk like us, dress like us, maybe they've got too many tattoos for our taste, no? or mannerisms. No? Maybe you just know the person sitting in front of you is not being honest with you. The image they're portraying is a lie. You can see through it. Prophet sings a song. All the kinderkies van Jesus is hypoposni. For the people listening on Facebook and YouTube and podcast, all the children of Jesus are not paupos. They're not stupid. Okay? You can fool some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time, but you can never fool all the people all the time. You can't. And yet we meet these people and what happens? Our heart might close. Let me give you a scenario when my heart closes proper to a person. I'm getting out at the parking lot at our local shopping center and I see a guy begging. But I know this person because he's been begging you forever. So what happens to my heart when he comes towards me? Closes off. My whole demeanor changes. My look changes. My lips go white. Play weg. The other day on the beach, there's a guy. Now I've met him all over. He always has a different story. Same story, different story. This happened, this, I must go home. This happened, that happened, I must go home. So the first time I gave him some money, go home, please. You know? Guess what? Tomorrow he's there again. Different story, same thing. I got to go home. So I meet him at the beach. And he says, I need some money to go home. So I said, just leave me alone. I've known you. I've given to you. You're lying to me. Proverbs says, if you lie to a person... You hate him. Do you know that? It's written in Proverbs. It says, The teller of a lie hates the hearer thereof. So he's lying to me. So he hates me. Yet he wants my money. No, my heart is closed. When is a good time to do good? Okay. So suddenly it's a little bit more difficult because what is my father doing? What's my father in heaven doing? You see, my Father in heaven sees a man with a withered hand. Might not be physical. It can be emotional withering away. It can be something in his heart that is dead, that has died. That's why he's not working. That's why he's not, not getting himself to a place where he can move. Maybe he's a war veteran living on the street. Something died in him. Seeing the stuff that he has seen. 
Maybe, maybe he was abused as a child or neglected by a father. Or his mother kicked him out. And something died and withered away. Something in him withered away. I don't know if you've had that in your life, but I've had that. Where something withered away in me. Confidence withered away. The, the, the ability to dream withered away. Self-belief withered away. And fear grew in its place. And death came. But Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. See, that's not the work of God. The work of God doesn't kill you. The work of God gives you life. I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. I know He's speaking to us. Because there's a withered hand somewhere. Do we act like Pharisees wanting to entrap Jesus? Even in the synagogue. I want you to notice this. It doesn't say they went into the Lord's synagogue, but into their synagogue. It's because God doesn't live in buildings and bricks. His temple is you and I. He wants to rescue that. He wants to redeem that. If we act like Pharisees and are justifying where we are in life and where other people are in life and we are judging or we're elevating or we're not truthful and honest about who and what we are, we've built our own synagogue we're living in our own little temple. But when we're honest and genuine, knowing that I always tap the life out of people, the only thing that comes out of my mouth is negativity and, oh, I want, 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 and never something positive, never imparting life. And I always come with the bad, and I always come with the bad of others. And never the good of others. I don't know a single person that's only be evil, only bad. I don't know people like that. I'm not saying they aren't. But most people have got something good in them. But I can only see the bad. Whether it be my father, or my grandfather, the guy that molested me, my neighbor, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my son-in-law. I can only see the negative. The problem is lying with me. I am looking at them like I am a Pharisee. Justifying. I am keeping the law. But my father is saying, it's always good to do good. It's always good to do good. What man is there? What father is there that will let his child burn? None of us. What father is there or man or person is there that will have their child break their leg and not do something? You might even get angry at first like me when the children get hurt. 
and then react, but you want to do something to alleviate their pain. God is a better than you and I. He is a better father than us. He's far better than us. You know it and I know it. The God of the Bible. So in our Bible reading, this 10-minute Bible reading thing that we've had going, somebody posted a question on the group about Abraham saying it's his sister. Now it wasn't a complete lie. It was his sister, his half-sister. But what people miss, they read that and they get into the details of that. and They miss the heart of the Father. What happened? What did the Father do? The focus mustn't be on the law. The focus mustn't be on self-righteousness. Oh, I never tell a lie. Is lies now permissible? No, the focus must be on the Father. What did the Father do? He had Pharaoh in his sleep. And he said, you touch that woman. That woman belongs to that man. What did my dad do? He stood up. He said, that's my son, and that's his wife. And you leave him alone. Can you see the focus? You see, yeah, they're saying, oh, it's Sabbath. It's about you're not allowed to do anything. What's the father saying? The devil has got hold of my son's hand. I will destroy the works of the devil. That's what the father is saying. What's Jesus saying? Stick out your hand. And he healed him. You see, if you follow the story, the Pharisees went one side, like the media, trying to entrap Jesus, make plans to get him. How can we get hold of you? How can we entrap this man? How can we crucify? How can we nail him? How can we discredit him? And the other people followed, and he healed them all. And he healed them all. Do we think like Pharisees? Or do we want to see the healing of God? Can God still heal today? Can God still heal today? All right. Now, if you hurt, or your child is hurt, will you do something about it? Or are you going to sit there? Even if your child asks you to do something, you're going to ignore him, eh? No. You're not going to ignore him. You're going to do something about it. God is better. Our Father in heaven is better. So when we ask him, what will he do? He'll heal. Whatever's withered away, whatever's sore, whatever's broken, he will heal. Am I right? Do you agree with me? Can, I want you to see the heart of the Father here. If you, if you see a message, anything this morning, I want you to see the heart of the Father is to do good to you and to destroy the works of the devil in your life. 
Why? Because He's good and He loves you. Not because you shaved this morning. Or put roll-on on. Or had your second bar for the day, teenager. No. Because He's good and He loves you. The guy with the withered hand, did he do anything? No, he was just there. He was just there. Good talking about it. Nice message, Wilco. It's fantastic. Let's do it practical. Who needs healing? Come to the front. If you need healing, and listen, don't get out of your chair if you don't believe it. Don't get out of your chair if you don't believe that God is a good father and he'll heal you. Sit there and allow him to convince you. I cannot convince you. I can only tell you what a word says. It's the Holy Spirit that will teach you. It's the Holy Spirit that will convince you. If you come forward looking at me to do anything, we're going to both look like Nana's. But if you believe the same Jesus that healed the guy with the withered hand is alive today, and He loves you, and He wants to heal you. Not because you keep the law, not because you something special, but because He's good, and He loves you. You get up, you come to the front. We're going to pray with you. The ministry team, you guys can come to the front as well. Father, we thank you so much for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can pray and trust and know that you are a God that heals. A God that heals. And you will not hurt us. You won't embarrass us. That you are present here this morning. And you want to come and heal. Lord, and we don't want to be like Pharisees. We don't want to think that maybe I need to do this and do this and do this to be to be good with you, to be fine with you, to be in right standing. Jesus, you paid the price as we are. As we are. We want to pray. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your healing. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. If you're sitting there in your seats, I want you just to stick your hand out and pray with us. Just be aware of the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is here. And we're trusting Him for miracles this morning. Lord, thank you that we can come and address every withered hand right now. And in the name of Jesus, command it to be restored and healed. Every part that has died, every part that has withered away, where there's no life in it and there's death in it, we command and we speak, even for those people in the seats, Lord. We speak, maybe you're listening on podcast, watching on Facebook. I want you to put your hand on the place that you need healing. Where you are. Because your back is sore. Maybe you suffer from headaches. Maybe you're always complaining. 
and you battle to have a positive outlook on life, maybe your marriage is in trouble, whatever it is, I want you to find, put that in front of the Lord right now. I want to pray with you. Father, we come to you just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. So Lord, we ask you to heal, to touch. Whatever part is withered away right now, whatever part needs life, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for life. We thank you that you are healed you heal now. Whether it's cancer, diabetes, lungs, sinus infection, headaches, migraines, back pain, hip pain, toe pain. In Jesus' name. Thank you for creative miracles now, for limbs that grow out. We ask that in Jesus' name. Lord, if you can make a withered hand restore, you can make uh, limbs to grow out. We thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for your restoration, Lord. Lord, we trust you. We trust you. We don't put faith in our faith. We put faith in you. You are the way maker. The miracle maker. You are the one that heals. We exalt you, Lord. Every spirit of infirmity, command you to leave right now in Jesus' name. Get off of his people. Spirit of poverty, in Jesus' name, leave. Iniquity, leave. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We make a miracle work of the promise keeper. Liar in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Thank you there where you are, sing this with me. If you've got pain, whatever, stand up and worship the Lord. Let's just worship the Lord. Lie in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle work of the promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle work of the promise keeper. Liar in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 
You're the waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, the promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Cause you are here, you're touching every heart. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. You are here. You're healing every heart. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. You are here. You're turning lives around. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. You are here, you made in every heart. I worship you, Lord. I worship you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, the promise keeper, liar in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Cause that, that is who you are. 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 You are here. You're moving in our midst. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. You are here. You're working in this place. I worship you, Lord, I worship you. Father, we thank you so much for your presence. You are the miracle. I want you to stick your one hand up like this and put your other hand on your chest. And I want you to say after me because I'm going to bless you. I am loved by God. I am the apple of his eye. He is, he is my miracle worker. My miracle worker. My way maker. My way maker. I receive. I receive his love for me. His love for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go have some coffee, guys. Bless you, guys. Waymaker, miracle worker, the promise keeper, liar in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, 